This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for anxiety sufferers everywhere. Wake up each day feeling less and less anxious, but with more and more control with your host, Elaine Bligeon. Hi, my name is Elaine Bligeon and I'm your host. For the past 20 years, in fact, probably longer now, since the early 2000s, I've been helping women in high positions of stress and high-powered roles in the workplace control their mindset so they don't feel stress and they don't feel the anxiety. Using proven strategies to dramatically improve their ability to control their emotions. Now, a lot of the clients who come to me have already experienced their fair share of emotional angst. They've tried the self-help books, they've tried the journaling, the hypnosis, the therapy, they're talking to friends, they're eating, (laughs) drinking wine, eating lots of food, and nothing's worked. And what's worse, they are committed to feeling better, but something was missing. When they're at work, when they're in their business, they have a hard time keeping control of how they feel in certain situations. And the problem is that they don't know what else to try. And so that's when they come to me. What they don't know is that the problem boils down to one thing. They don't know how to use their mindset. Of course, they've heard of it. They've heard of mindfulness. They've probably even read the book mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck, but none of it seems to get through. So if you want to feel better quicker, and you're like my clients, you work in a high pressure, high status corporation, then this is the right place for you. Hi, my name's Elaine Bligeon, and if it's your first time, welcome to a Mind Controlled Life podcast. In one of the previous episodes, I talked about how I had been avoiding Facebook, not just Facebook, all social media. And so you might have found my name if you Googled it, but you wouldn't have found any pages. And you still won't find anything personal about me because I just find all that quite boring, to be honest. So, but you will find more posts about how to get control of your mindset so that you can have an easier time of it at work or in your business. And I was thinking about how do I help you? How do I help people that want to feel better? I've tried everything and they're getting nowhere. So let me start with this. We all like to feel safe and in control. But to the extent that we do not feel this is the extent that we can go down into the road of denial. Think about it like this. You've spent all this time, energy, money and effort trying to feel in a certain way. And you're not even sure what that feel in a certain way is. You just know that you don't want to feel the way that you're feeling. Okay. You've tried everything and it's not really gotten you anywhere. So you've run out of options, or so you think. This is when denial will start to kick in. Now, denial is the act of pushing away the negative aspects of what you're going through in the hope 
But if you don't think about it, you don't focus on it, that somehow you will avoid the inevitable pain of denial. And you can go on going to work, putting up with whatever you put up with, going to your business, putting up with whatever the business throws at you as if nothing had happened. Now, as I say that to you, you know that that's not going to be true, don't you? You know something bad's going to happen and they are not going to be prepared. But when we are stuck in that funk ourselves, we don't think rationally. We don't get it. We think that we can just bury our heads, deny it was happening and just tunnel through like we're going through this tunnel and we've got this bulldozer and we're throwing all these rocks away not realizing that actually you need to make the tunnels structurally safe before you can go down there or it's going to collapse so a client of mine spent years denying her passive attitude she decided because she wasn't getting the outcome that she wanted which was for people to respect her and treat her well instead of walking all over her and treating her like their dog's body that she was really being just a kind and considerate person that she was just too nice she was just too kind and she was just too considerate Mm, maybe maybe not let's look at the evidence given that her friends and her family walked all over her they took her for granted And she had a hard time saying no. When she was in a relationship with, you know, before she settled down, got married, had children and all of that, she had a terrible time of it. She was that kind of woman that when the guy phoned up at X o'clock in the morning, woke her up for, you know, to get together, she would say yes. Then she'd find out that he was having flings here, there and everywhere. And she'd still forgive it. She would make some excuse and she would say, well, you know, if if I was maybe a bit more assertive, then he wouldn't do it. And, you know, all the usual excuses. It turns out in the end that she was spending her life living for other people to make sure that they were okay. They were happy. They were fine because she hated confrontations she hated saying no and it was so much easier than trying to stand up for herself just to go along with it now I know that we're all going to say well I wouldn't do that but we can easily judge how other people are and though we might not do the same thing in the same situation we know that we have let things go for an easier life And it's fine, as long as you're aware of what you're doing. But my client, she was in deep denial. She just thought she was just too nice and that you should be nice because that's when people love you, like you and do nice things for you. And the fact that she wasn't being loved or liked or being done nice things to or for uh, didn't click. There was no doubt that secondary gain was part of why she was doing what she was doing. So this isn't a simple um, simple thing. I'm not going to say that she came, she had one session and it was done. No. The first step, as you know, in all self-help is awareness. I had to get her to be aware of her own behavior and when she was doing it. Nothing else can happen. Nothing else will change until that time. 
and that was a struggle. I gave her my process, which I give to all my clients. I talked her through the process. I did the process with her. She got changes whilst I was doing that with her. She got those, oh yes, oh right, yes. And yet she still came back time after time saying the same thing, basically slightly different story, but it was people were taking advantage of her and she didn't know how to stop it. And then she was starting to feel down about it. When we think about our own self-image and why we do what we do, we realize that it can only come from how we see ourselves. So because my client had this deep-rooted belief that being nice to other people means being a doormat, I mean, she didn't use those words, but that's essentially how it transpired. Being nice to them meant that she was a good, nice, kind person. It's really challenging to actually confront that. Because what's the alternative? The alternative is, well, not being nice to other people means I'm not a nice person. And of course, it doesn't have to mean that. But that's where she was coming from. So you can understand, can't you, why she was doing what she was doing. I wanted her to feel better about herself. I wanted her to understand that the way she was doing what she was doing didn't work for the people that she was with, the people that were around her, her friends and her family, and partly because she allowed them to. We can't blame them for everything, can we? She allowed them to do what they were doing. So to cut a very, 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 very long story short, I went through a very deep process where I uncovered all of those beliefs that kept that behavior, kept that perception in place. And so, yes, of course, in the end, we got to the place where she started to see her own behavior and she started to see that actually she was the cause of how they were treating her in most of the circumstances. A lot of it was that they just got used to treating her like that and so they did. So let's bat this ball back to you and let me ask you this question. How do you puff up, keep going that self-image that you've created? How do you, how does it manifest in your everyday life? Are there areas in which you know that you should really say no, or you know that you should assert your needs, or you know that you should actually ask for what you want or give an opinion? But you also know that ruffling feathers may not feel comfortable, so you don't do it. But if you don't, what's the alternative? You see, the quicker you get out of feeling bad about yourself, the quicker you can start to feel good. And interestingly, one of the posts that I wrote on my Facebook profile, (laughs) I can now say that, was about having an empowered mindset or a disempowered mindset. And that disempowered mindset was is the one that puts up with so much nonsense. That's what stops you from being able to be who you truly want to be. And you can't genuinely feel good about yourself. Now, I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm just trying to get you to, I'm trying to actually trigger the awareness of how your behavior is the main catalyst to how you feel and what you say, what you don't say, what you will do, what you won't do, and all of that. 
and and it's unless you like my client don't have that awareness if you think it's always about the other person and it's because if they treated you better you would be different yes there's some truth in that but because this is about you and your life and what you're not able to do you're the one that has to take the responsibility for the change and I know that does not sound good. And I know it doesn't feel even possible sometimes, depending on who the other people are. But let me repeat again, the quicker you can get out of the pain, the quicker you can feel good. And you know, my solution is to coach yourself, but that's just the vehicle. The solution is really to change your mind, your perception on how you see yourself. And you know that I don't believe in affirmations or the journaling or the, what else, what else is there? There's um, mirror work, which I used to do actually, but none of those go deep enough when it's you and you've got to confront. So let me just give you a couple of tips that what you can do. The first step is always awareness. And so what I'd like you to do is just to write down those situations in which you suspect you know, or you definitely know that you are putting up with more than you should, quote unquote should, and maybe you're a bit of a doormat, or at least you're too easygoing, or in this case, you're too nice. Write all of those down. Spend the next week going through your everyday movements and look at how you feel. And try to figure out where does that feeling come from? Because I hope you're beginning to realize it does not come from your external environment. I hope you're seeing that it can only come from how you assess you in that environment, that that environment is neutral. And to illustrate that, you know at school or when you're at uni or even at work and someone's being in your mind an idiot and so you say to your friends, look, did you see the way they were with me, the way they treated me? That was really rude. And then your other friend would say, uh, no, it seemed okay to me. And you said, no, but he said and said and did and did and did. And you said, and they say, well, it seemed fine to me. They cannot see or feel what you see and feel because they're not you. They have their own perception on that exact same situation, which is different to yours. So try and capture all those times when you are absolutely 100% sure that they gave you a funny look, that they are being off with you, that they are taking you for granted. And then look at the times when you're being that nice person, when you're giving too much, which is one of my issues that I'm still working on, the tendency to want to help everyone. But anyway, that's another story. And write them all down. And study it, look at it, and then start to ask yourself, what kind of person has this happened to them? Just ask yourself that. What kind of person has this happened to them? And eventually, the more you look at the list and you, more you add to the list, those thoughts and those feelings and those instances where things were not quite right for you, ask yourself, what kind of person has this happened to them? And to take it up the next step, what would they need to think about themselves for this to keep happening to them? So you need to go back, pause, rewind and 
write this down because it is so important that you get this, that you understand that until you are aware of your part in all of this, it's really difficult then to actually change. And yes, there are lots of things that you can do to make you feel better in the instant, but you know I'm about real, proper, permanent change. And that takes work. Yeah. And the work is observe you in your habitat. Just imagine you're on TV, (laughs) you're David Attenborough, and you're looking at you as one of those species out there in the wild, and you're observing their behavior. And you're asking yourself these questions. Actually, I might do a post about that. That's quite a good idea. (laughs) If someone were to observe you, if you were to observe you, what would you see? Would you be perplexed by your own behaviour or would you completely understand the motives of that animal, that that being? Anyway, that's just another weird sideline there. So I hope that this has been helpful to you and you understand that awareness is key here because the quicker you start to get rid of what stops you from feeling good, the quicker you start to feel good. Simple. And that is how you can live a mind-controlled life. Not because I said so, but because you already know that those parts of your life that are working for you really do work for you. And this is just another aspect of that. I'll speak to you soon.